Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited Podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who is full of pure imagination. Here's my co-host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Oh, hola, Ben. I mean... So for this episode, we have a special guest. He's the host of the podcast called Scotch and Good Conversation, as well as the podcast Dinner and Good Conversation. You might have heard us reference his podcast a few times on previous episodes. So please welcome to the podcast, Peter Von Taborski. Thank you guys for having me. Like uh, it's, uh, I've been on a couple of podcasts in my life now and I was looking forward to this one because because I'm a bit of a music nerd and I, is that a bad word I feel like that might be a bad word no no, no not we around here. That. okay good yeah because I am I'm a music nerd and when you get to talk to other music nerds and you get excited about records and you get excited about an album and you guys had me pick an album that was important to me like I, I lost sleep over that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was generally worried I was in my in my living room talking to my wife a minute ago. I was like, I hope I don't screw this up. Like, I, it's like this is something that's so important to me. So, thank you very much. Absolutely, oh. we're uh, we're we're very appreciative of having you on, and um, well, I'll, I'll gush on you in here in a moment. But but first, we gotta we gotta do the usual uh, start of our podcast. We ask the all important question. So, what t shirt are you wearing? So Wayne, I'm going to start with you. What T-shirt are you wearing? Uh, a couple months back, uh, I ordered a shirt from. There's, uh, it's a clothing guy. It's called Johnny Cupcakes. He, it's, he's got a whole. Everything's got a baking theme. Uh, anyway, they were doing something. The proceeds were going to uh, uh, charities in Australia to for the wildfires. So I actually just yeah. recently got it. It's all Johnny Cupcakes, Australia strong. Perfect. How about you, Peter? What T-shirt are you wearing? I um. Before I was a podcaster, I used to sell vintage clothing. Yeah. Specifically vintage menswear. And every now and then you come across something when you're out thrifting or estate selling and you just can't let it go. I have a original Beastie Boys first tour t-shirt. There were two versions made. And uh, the front just says the Beastie Boys logo, the, the ripoff of the Marlboro. You know, you know, on, on the mm-hmm. on License to Ill, the, on the, the tail of the plane, the, the, the Beastie Boys logo. Yeah, uh, it's got that on the front. On the back, there were two versions. One, one said, "Don't be a dick." No, excuse me. It said, "Get off my get dick." Get off my dick. I have the censored version. Ah. It, says, get, uh, it says, "Get off my." I yeah. I've seen it online, like for sale. The censored version, and, and this is what the people are asking for it uh, for eight hundred dollars, and that's wow. a hell of a lot of podcast equipment. But it's one of those things that I just can't bring myself to to sell. I've sold a lot of my T-shirts to to fund Scotch a Good Conversation, um, but th- this this is the one. And I felt ridiculous kind of changing my shirt like about ten minutes before I got in here. But you know, I I respect what you guys do. I, I, you guys have rules, so boom. Uh, Beastie Boy shirt. Wayne, you want to tell him about your uh, uh, the first episode? Yeah, the first episode we did. The shirt I wish I could have worn was my uh, 1987 licensed ill tour shirt. I had two of them. It said "Get off my dick." I don't know where either one of them now. I I I, I have a long story that I tell on Scotch occasionally about going to London and seeing the uh, Together Forever tour T shirt with Run DMC on the front with uh, Run DMC and the Beastie Boys. And I wasn't able to get it, and it's it's the 
it's the holy grail of concert t-shirts to me. Like, and I've got a pretty respectable collection or I've, I've, they've come through my hands. And that, that one, I have a bootleg of it that I bought that I was very aware it was a bootleg, but I, I love your love of concert t-shirts. Ah. We, we, um, well, Wayne more. So than me. <laughs> I, I thought that I loved concert t-shirts, but Wayne, Wayne has taken it to a whole nother level. So, yeah, I found out this week I'm going to Molly crew again. I, ha- I have a, I usually have a rule against going to the second farewell tour, but somebody, my sister, <laughs> yeah, my, my sister bought uh, two tickets and whoever she wanted to take didn't want to go. So I said, what the hell? I, I, I'll, I, I'll do it. I saw Motley Crue 10 years ago, just kind of by accident. And it, it was, it, it was just, we were backstage. It was just ridiculous enough to be fun. And we bailed like halfway through. <laughs> I, I, I respect what they do. I just can't look at Tommy Neal, uh, Tommy Neal, uh, Vince Neal anymore. Like I, oh, I no. just like, he's, he's so bloated. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Elvis before he died. <laughs> That's totally it. Waiting for the sequined shirt uh-huh. phase of uh, Vince Neil. So. He's got a restaurant yeah. in Vegas, so it's not far. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm wearing a repeat shirt, so um, uh, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time thinking about this. So this is my Katie Tupin t-shirt. What's the Katie Tupin? So she was um, she was in a band called Houndmouth, and she is on her own doing her thing. And she was uh, she was just on Pace Magazine. Um, they do their live stream concerts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I'm giving her a little free uh, free advertising. She's got a new record that's uh, forthcoming, and I don't know. It just I just grabbed the first black T shirt that was in my. Uh, in my closet are you guys today. Married, so. then? We uh, are. Oh, I'm, well, I'm not anymore. Oh, no, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm recently. Oh, it's hey, you know what? Yeah. It's not the first time it's happened to me. You so. have all the concert T-shirts you want. Yeah, that's right. I spend my ex, and nobody complains a bit. I, I, <laughs> my fascination with the concert T-shirts, like it, it's, it's pretty much been the one thing in our our married life that that my wife understands. And when I started selling them to finance things, like she was pretty golden on my investments. It's as close to the investing in art as I've ever invested in. So um, I'm pretty good right. about the future. Never selling the Beastie Boys one, though. It's, it's, uh, she's going to bury me in it, I think. There you go. Or she might not. She might just stay for the conversation. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, so full disclosure as we start going on, if, if, you, um, if you feel – like I'm, uh, I'm sounding a little exhausted. That's because we're recording this episode um, right after the stock market did an absolute nosedive today. The NCAA basketball tournament just got canceled today. M- MLB has halted spring training. Um, Peter, I just read that there's now a case of coronavirus in Seminole County, uh, the county right next to us in Orange County. Um, so to say that I'm exhausted and full of nerves and anxiety would probably be a understatement. So how how are you two keeping up with the craziness of the world right now? Uh, I, I'm um, 
I'm opt- optimistic. <laughs> I'm trying to be. Uh, my my wife took all her or what little teeny bit of money we had out of the uh, out of the stock market like a month ago. So we're okay there. And uh, we've we've got a lot of neosporin. We've got a lot of water. Uh, I, um, she she brought home uh, uh, Tide Pods, those those things, and I asked, "Can we eat these? Like, are we good with these?" Right. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know why she brought those home, but apparently, and, and there's a shit ton of sorry uh, of vitamins in our <laughs> in our refrigerator now. So I don't know, man. Like if if the '80s didn't kill me, I think I'm going to be okay. Right. I, I but then again, I podcast for a living, so I can do this over the phone. Like I never leave Rosie Land. My yeah. wife. She actually works with children, and she's in the medical industry. So she's probably going to give me the coronavirus. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm go. old. Like I, I'm pretty old. Like my immune system is probably pretty jacked up. Right. How about you, Wayne? How are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm just so disillusioned. I mean, thank God I don't need toilet paper. You can't find it in this town. Yeah. Yeah. My wife came home with a whole like big. Yeah. <laughs> Not around yeah. here. Where, where are you? Uh, in the Seattle area, south of Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, toilet paper land. Yeah, I um, I I came home from Publix the other day. You know, I I had to go there to to pick up a couple things, and they had a bunch of toilet paper there. So I grabbed grabbed some toilet paper, thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to add this to the food storage. You know, the, our, uh, emergency preparedness stuff. I get home, I'm all excited because I found toilet paper and my wife just looks at me and she's like, everybody knows that Publix is the most expensive for toilet paper. <laughs> Why did you buy it there? Woman, so, when you have toilet paper for your behind, yeah. then it all comes down. That's yeah. Uh, another week and you'll be able to sell it for twice what you paid for <laughs> right. Well, Wayne, you'll appreciate this since you're you're no longer on Facebook. So our our friend uh, Jonathan Evison, so he, he posted on Facebook. He says, "I don't know why why people are freaking out about the the whole toilet paper thing. Um, we can just waffle stomp it in the shower, <laughs> right, Ben? Uh, nice. He remembers us. He remembered us. So he even tagged me in it. And a couple of my friends were like, uh, dude, what's a waffle stop? I'm like, you don't want to know. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you don't, want to, don't know. want to know. I think it's along the lines of smoking a Pope. <laughs> probably. Probably. So, so Peter, um, I have to sure. give, give you a huge thank you. So last year when we started to have guests join us for episodes, so I was listening to one of your episodes and you brought up at the end of, of your interview, the referral question. So you're like, who do you know that I don't know that should be on my podcast or something to that effect. And I heard that and I'm like, genius. It's the smartest thing I've done podcasting. Oh, it's the smartest thing we've done as well. I messaged you and and I did was feel it. Yes. And yes. by the way, very, that was very classy of you to message me because I just would have stole your questions. Like, I, 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 <laughs> what T-shirt I, are you wearing? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's the next thing on Scott's a Good Conversation. Like that was very nice of you, and I was quite honored. Um, and, and I think I wrote back like, I don't know, man. I, I I don't I don't own questions. Like you go for it, man. I think you um, said I I think I stole it from somebody else. So go for it. So did, did I? Like I, I can't remember who I stole it from, but yeah. It, 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 it's paid back in dividends, and, and I am—I'm uh, honored to sit across from anybody who, who I—I've I, gotten from that that question, and 
and apparently you guys are doing really well because the not a surf thing like i'm very jealous of that well, that was actually, um, yeah, that's a whole long story. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you offline, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ira, Ira is a good bud now, and he's oh, been cool. on been on a couple episodes with us still still trying to get Matthew cause to, to, to come on for an episode. He's been uh, he's been a little busy with promoting the new record and which is by the way, uh, fantastic for anybody who is not a surf fan, go, go check it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it is paid, it has paid dividends for us. I mean, I even have guests who, you know, after their appearance with us was like months well, previously. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, email me and, and we'll, we'll copy one of their friends and they're like, Hey, Ken, you should, you should go on these guys' podcasts. Well, I had a lot of fun and, um, it's still paying dividends for us. It's awesome. It, it, it's it's the perfect stupid question because people will try to pull out like their their mental Rolodex and try to impress you with stuff, and then like you'll go, "Hey, can you really reach out to that person?" So it, it's it's been great, and I, I based the podcast on it because I have burned through all my friends, and most of my <laughs> friends hate me at this point. So like now I'm just talking to people I don't know, which is great. Uh, and I was just going to ask, so have you exhausted like everybody in central Florida yet? No, like we've, you live in Florida, right? You're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. kind of on the outskirts of Orlando, right? Yeah. I'm in winter garden. Okay. I no, because we're like, we're rich in culture and music and, and like food and wine and theater. Like we're, we're good. Like I, I continue to get people in here. Um, I, I've been lucky lately because i've reached out to some people out of the orlando realm and hopefully i'm, I'm i love orlando like i i love it here yeah but i mean i would be a fool to think that i'm going to build my podcast on just orlando people love them so uh like i, I reached out to jay baker the son of uh uh kemi Faye and jim baker who's in the news a lot lately um <laughs> i reached out to him He's been on my episode that comes out tomorrow is uh, Tommy Stinson from the replacements, which I, we're I totally jealous about. I, you know, it wasn't as long as I wanted it to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, you, you've listened to scotch. Yeah. And like normally my interviews, like conversations, I always say interviews, but I like to talk to like refer to them as conversations. Yeah. Um, my conversations hover around an hour and a half because they are actual conversations. We're talking. And I talked to Tommy before I hit record and I was like, how much time do you have? And he's like, I got 15 minutes. <laughs> and I, I, I panicked. Like, so it's, it, it's, it's panicked me. I'm talking very fast and I talk really fast by nature. So it's yeah. good. Like I edit it. I think it sounds okay. It comes out tomorrow. I don't know when this comes out. But I, it was an honor to talk to him. Like it's he, Paul Westerberg, heart of the re, like as far as like poet of the replacements. Tommy, the heart of the replacements. The yeah. young snotty. I, I thanked him for his punk rock hair. Yes, and he still has the punk rock hair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, it it was fun. It, it it was fun talking to him, and and you know, like you you do this for you know, you do this, so you get to talk to one of your musical heroes. Like it's it's hard to hold it back. Like it's hard to dial it back to go. I got so many questions. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be cool. But, but it gets, I, I dialed it back. I think 
he chastised me one time. Like he, he told me I was talking over him. So uh, okay. don't, don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you talk to Tommy, don't talk over him. Gotcha. Uh, we get to talk to some of our musical heroes. I mean, Matt Nathanson that I had on recently. I'm, I'm a total fanboy for, for Matt. I've, I've yeah, yeah. followed his career for gosh, a couple decades now. And um, so Wayne, did that, did I come off as, to fanboy for that episode uh, le- less than i thought you were going to okay okay yeah. all right i try to dial it, it back as well yeah. <laughs> you pulled it together nicely yeah yeah it's hard like over the phone is a weird thing and you guys only do over the phone right yeah correct yeah like, it, it's i don't know i think it's harder because i'm used to having someone across from me and i can i can see them like they're sitting on the blue couch you know and and i i feel like like it's more controllable because my dog is staring at them and she might like attack like the guest at any, any given time. But it, to me, it's more controllable if they're here and I can see them and read their body language over the phone is a weird thing. Like I've only done the Tommy Stinson interview was conversation was the third uh, episode that I ever did over the phone. So you guys are pros. Like I, I, I've never like the, the the one episode I listened to the Octune baby. You didn't seem nervous at all. Like, and apparently you really dig that dude. Yeah, absolutely. We're, I mean, we gushed on you two for two and a half hours. So yeah, <laughs> it was long. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a two day listen for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mo- most of our episodes, unfortunately, I'm okay are, with that. Are, are two day you know, lessons. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally okay. As a music dude, I'm, I'm totally okay with, coming back and, and hearing more about my favorite records. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do have to ask you, so, um, you know, I've, I've listened to you for years, un- unfortunately with doing my own podcast over the last year and a half that, um, I've definitely curtailed my own podcast listening, but I, I every so often I, I get out there and, um, there's somebody that I, I want to listen to. Um, I, I have to tell you that the, the episode that you did with your ex-girlfriend with your wife <laughs> was a dumb idea. <laughs> it was one of the best episodes of any podcast out there. It was so awkward at first and so, so good. I, I mean, I, and I thought it was going to be even more awkward than it was, but it, it, like you guys really just were, were buds friends. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I, I, I've been able to be cool with most of my ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll often message Michelle the, about this episode because, uh, I mean, she's cool. We, we, we broke up and we were friends. Like I was mad at yeah. her for a while and, and we went to her wedding and she came to our wedding. You know, like we, when she broke up with me, it was, because it was the time, it was the season of our lives. Like she needed to move forward. Yeah. And I didn't realize I needed to move forward. She met the perfect dude. I, I met the perfect the perfect girl. And there's no reason we can't be friends. We we've shared a lot of like cool stuff together. Yeah. And and I I was talking online with her. Like just it's not like I'm talking online with my ex girlfriends. Like I want to make that perfectly clear. Um, <laughs> right. But we were talking online about something and I went, Hey man, if you ever want to come in and like, just kind of shit on me, sorry. Um, uh, uh, at, at what a crappy boyfriend I was like, you got it. You got like free reign in Rosie land. And she said, let me ask my husband. And I said, 
I said, cool. And like two seconds later, like her and her husband's cool. Like he's like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Kind of want to have my, like her husband on also. Cause I want to hear the smacks. He talks about me <laughs> and, and he's, he's like kind of a bit of a rock star himself. Uh, but I, 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 when Michelle came in, I had to like break, uh, my wife, Dee Dee and, and her up and then go like, we got to get this on, on like, like, recorded because you guys are too good at this i if 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 there was time i would produce a podcast of those two just talking smack about me because it's funny like it's you know and and they're opinionated and they're smart and and they're cool and i don't know why i didn't do it sooner right it's it's just so dumb right well you live you kind of live off of the awkward questions anyways that's my life is awkward that, <laughs> and i think that that's that's the appealing thing so I'm, you know I'm, I'm i guess i'm giving you a little kudos on that that's the appealing Thank thing you. about your podcast is you're not afraid to just have those really awkward conversations like um there there's a few in the industry that are really good at it. I would say, you know, Tom and Dan who are also local oh, are, yeah, are, yeah, are really good with the awkward conversations. And, um, you're right in line with that. Like you can Thank have you. those, those, um, we're going to talk about pooping now. You know, we I mean, it's, our, we, we all poop our pants at some time in our life. Like, <laughs> and that's just, it's the common denominator. And if, if you're denying you've done that, like, I don't know, you're not living right. Like, it's, it's. That, that falls into that category with masturbation. There's two kinds of men those that do it and those that lie about it. No, I do it like crazy. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Pooping your pants or masturbating? Is it, both. It's, it's both. <laughs> okay. I'm into that. <laughs> Uh, see, no, this I, is exactly the awkward conversations that I was expecting from you, Peter. So that's no, great. I, I like it's it's like if I can get somebody to come in in into Rosie Land and just open up. The middle of the podcast is the meat of it. It's 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 the thing I absolutely love. I I, I live for it now. When we forget mics are on, yeah. and we can just tear it up a little bit and let let our guards down. I don't know how I can let my guards down anymore, you know, and I do watch what I say and I cut a lot of myself out of the episodes. Most episodes are a little longer than, than an actual episode, but I'm just cutting myself out. Conversations go for like a while in here. And the biggest compliment that I get on a semi-regular basis sounds like, I guess I'm bragging is I felt like I went to, I, I, I felt like I went to my therapist. And mm-hmm. to me, that's, it's just such an honor to let somebody open up, you know, like, like, like open up to the point where they're, they're just dumping crap out, Yeah, you know, like that they wouldn't normally say, and like, I guess I'm good at it. I don't know. Like, like, no, it, you, it's fun. I'm, you, I'm having fun. You got it. You know? Yep. Yeah. Thank you. You guys do too. I, I, I'm. I'm stoked to be on here, man. Like, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I've been saying for the last year that the magic of our guests really comes out while we're talking about the record that, yeah, you know, cause we can have these conversations, the interview questions, they're here to, you know, promote whatever they're doing, you know, got a new record coming out and going on yeah, tour, nice. et cetera. Music. And, yeah. and, and we're completely cool with that. That's the reason why, 
you're coming on our show is to promote stuff. But then no, I would come on your show even if we didn't. Right, 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 like, right. Yeah. like I like music. Yeah. Yeah. But once we start talking about the records that mean something to them, like yeah. that's that's where the stories come out and the personal stuff comes out. And that's that's where the magic is. Like I've, I've told a few of my friends when they say, Oh my gosh, you know, uh, that episode was two and a half hours long. I'm like, fast forward a half hour and get into the meat of the record. And you're going, you're going to love it. Um, because that's where, that's where our guests really open up because they're like, this is why I love this record. Uh, music is like the, the great common denominator. When you get music nerds, I hate that word. Like I really do. It drives me crazy. Like when you get music nerds together and they start talking about stuff, like it, it's you, you light up. Like yeah. it, it's it, it's it's so amazing to me. Like they're so hardcore about the things they love, and and like I I, I find that most of the music people that that come through through the podcast, they they're also more passive as far as like. Well, I don't, I don't appreciate that, but like, maybe I'll get into that. Like I, if someone suggests a record to me, like I write it down and I'll go through and listen to it. Like I, they're, they're, my biggest regret in the world. Well, one of my biggest regrets in the world is somewhere, someplace in the world, somebody is writing my favorite song in a garage right now. And I'm never going to hear it. It breaks my heart. Um, okay. So that's my, that's my angst as well. Like, it, it breaks my heart because yeah. like, I want to hear it all. Like, like, and I want the people who are writing these, this beautiful music to get their, their due, you know, but the world's an unfair place. Not all our podcasts can be popular. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> yep. That's true. Fair enough. So, so, so who's on your wish list for interviews? Um, conversation. Bob. I guess I shouldn't say interviews, conversation, conversation. Yeah. conversation. Uh, uh, um, uh, Bono. Uh, yeah. uh, Mark Marin. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I think Pee Wee Herman would be fun. Um, uh, uh, Larry Flint, uh, hustler magazine. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, the current Pope, I mean, that, that'd be cool. Jesus, that, that'd be <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. Um, my, my dad, like that, he, unfortunately he's gone. Um, I, I do my wife again. <laughs> Sorry, I giggled. <laughs> like I, 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 I mean, but, it, but I did, I did a two part with my wife, and that was really fun. And I, I, I literally learned something about her. Like we've been together since '96, and and I, do, I share another podcast with her, Dinner Good Conversation. Yeah. But when we, she sat down for scotch, uh, I learned that that she counts things now. She's got some sort of weird neurotic thing where she's counting stuff. So we're working on that. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I started making a list of people that I wanted to interview and now I kind of put it to the side. Cause I, I, I find everybody who comes through here has got something mm-hmm. like everybody's got some fascinating angle that I, I want to dig into. It's just a matter of me as an interviewer, a conversationalist, um, kind of poking and going, Hey, you know, Hey, 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 can you, can you tell this story? Can you tell yeah. this story? until they open up and it, it, it's, it's an absolute genuine honor to do what I do and what you guys do. Absolutely. Cause it's fun and people want to talk and people want to tell stories and everybody's got a great story. I'm talking too much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, I've, I've downloaded, I've do- downloaded both of those episodes with you and your wife and I just haven't gotten to it yet. So, um, yeah, that, yeah. you know, I'll get to I, it. They, 
they're not necessarily my like the the best inner like like they're not the best episodes but t- personally to me they're um, they're they're in the they should be the top one or two <laughs> but because they're my wife but mm-hmm. they they like i learned something about my wife and that's amazing to me i've been with her forever i know everything about her yeah and i got her to open up on something that you know so uh, apparently i'm okay at this i don't know <laughs> there you go <laughs> let's talk let's talk about a record let's do it <laughs> Well, well, before we transition to the record, I always have to ask, so uh, your opinion of Toto's Africa, is it a good or bad song? Can we please stop it? <laughs> Honestly, like, <laughs> Toto, like, Rosanna is a better song. Hold the Line's a better song. Toto Line's a better song. Like, they, they were around, and I, I I feel like it's just hipsters. Like, And, and I'm, I'm sure like Toto's perfectly fine with this. I, I it ruined Weezer for me. I, I'm done with Africa. Okay, done, done with it. So you are definitely on Wayne's camp. Yeah, okay, I, I'm done. Like, let's I'm... can we can we just stop? You know, let's let's move forward. Well, <laughs> we're 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 contemplating moving forward and okay. retiring that particular question. So, but we're trying to figure out what what's a better transition question from the interview portion to the record portion and neither one of us can can figure out a good transition question so better wedding dance song off the grease record the grease soundtrack <laughs> oh okay that that might be a good one yeah that, that, there's a lot of good and they're all really dirty and messed up and like when you listen to that soundtrack it's 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 a date rapey record um, totally. Yeah, like, like, people, people will dance to it at a wedding, not knowing. A- yeah. And I, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Okay. A- favorite, favorite song off the Grease soundtrack, I think, might be a solid one. All right. We, don't, we I will, don't have, I don't have a favorite song off the Grease soundtrack. We will, con- we will contemplate that one. Don't All use right. that. I'm just stream of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Well, let's get to the record that you chose. So. So tell our listeners which record you chose to revisit for this episode. I am the second official Smoking Pope's record, Destination Failure. Okay. Any any other records that you thought about? Uh, James Addiction, Besides Acton? No, nothing Shocking was high on the list by James nice. Addiction. Like I, to me, that, that was a pivotal time in my life. It was the sound of rock and roll. It, it bordered... Like almost punk rock and like hippie eight minute songs, you know, and tribal drums. Like it, it was, it was like a, and I just felt like uh, a destination failure is easier to digest until I start listening to it over and over again and dissecting it. And then I realized it's a very deep messed up record. <laughs> and we'll get to that, right? No, I'm, I'm sad now. <laughs> so um, I should have been junkies. So so when I'm looking at Wikipedia, so they they say that Destination Failure is the third album by the Smoking Popes. Is it, is it the mm-hmm. is it the second? Um, I, it's a, I think it's the second major label. Major record. label, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I think they were on Capitol and they re, they released Born to Quit, which is a really stellar record. And I, I like the fact that they came out of the gate with a sophomore record that was as good as this record is because I wasn't expecting much because I love Born to Quit. First of all, the name is called Born to Quit. Like that that's that says it all right there. Right. 
right. and, and then they came out with Destination Failure. Yeah, and so you got me like without even listening to it. I love this record. Yeah, the, the lots of self-deprecating stuff within the lyrics, yeah, within yeah, yeah. the 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 song titles, within yeah, the yeah. album title. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened? Why, why are the Smoking Popes not remembered as one of the the seminal bands from the from the nineties? Well, they, they broke up. <laughs> they, they, they broke up at, 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 like right after this record came out. Uh, Josh, Josh, I can never say his last name. Caterer, I think that's correct. Yeah, that's what I assume. Yeah. Caterer. Yeah. That's Caterer. I, uh, I listened to like three podcasts, like the beginning of like three podcasts to get the name correct. Uh, Josh Caterer uh, found uh, the Lord. So okay. he, he, he took off and he was like, I can't do this anymore. They were on tour with Morrissey. And apparently he went to one too many parties and did some cocaine. Read that in a re- read that in an article, so I'm not talking out of out of my butt here. Uh, and just had a moment, and he said, "I can't do this anymore," and said, "I'm going to bounce." At, at the the perfect time where they would have went either one way or the other way, yeah. and it literally broke my heart. Like I don't I don't know I don't know how much like research you guys did, but he he formed a like a Christian sort of um, praise band called Deval, which is equally as good, like, but it's very, very, very Christian. I don't know where you guys lie as far as religion goes. Whatever you do, that's good. Knock yourself out. But but Deval, Deval solid solid band that sings about the rapture. Okay. Oh, lots of fun there. Uh, I really think that I th- I have two theories that you kept kicking around because I think they came about ten years too early. Because yeah, he is so yeah. emo. Like in yeah, 2007, yeah. they would have been, yeah. I think they would have been a lot bigger. Another thing is music seems to gener- to really comes from the coasts. I mean, yeah. whether it's Boston or, you know, Florida or Georgia, Seattle, San Francisco, everything seems to be more geared towards the coast. And when you're in the middle like that, it does. I think there is, I mean, they, Chicago got kind of big a few, you know, a few years after them with Fallout yeah, Boy and Panic. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I just, I feel like it was bad timing. Like when we were talking to Ronnie Barnes, he said some of it's just being in the right place at the right time. And I think they, they came off of that green day pop punk wave when I think if 10 years, ahead, 10 years into the future, and I think they would have been right there with, with oh, all those yeah. very sad screaming young men. I don't know if I would have liked them as much because they, I, I was in my late thirties, early forties when that record came out and I probably would have blown them off. Like it, it was, it was the perfect soundtrack to that season of my life, which you guys understand that as music guys, there, there, there are soundtracks yeah. to that. And the first record born to quit was the soundtrack to me being alone. Like to me being independent, Peter, had had uh, not not in a relationship with a girl who you talked about on the podcast anymore, and uh, that came out. And there are some great breakup songs from a mm-hmm. dude's point of view on that record. And there aren't a lot of breakup songs from a dude's point of view. It's usually like "Baby Come Back." <laughs> there there are songs about like I'm okay, you know, it sucks, like uh, but I'm okay. And then the next record came out just around the time that I met uh, who would become my wife. 
and there's a lot of breakup songs on Destination Failure, but there there's there's some records, there's some songs that we'll talk about in a minute that that are just absolute hope, like absolutely just love songs. I love it, like love mm-hmm. it. it. It's it's the it, it's that Sinatra like that that singing vibe, the the crooner. Love it. Yeah. I, I I love a record that sounds like you might have heard it before. Yeah. And most of these songs sound like you might have heard them before in a good way. Yeah. Musically, I, I felt like I had heard this record. He is what's different about the band. I will say that. And I can't I can't say it works every time, but yeah. his his it's more so not so much his voice, but his delivery. He does have this kind of Mel Torme thing he's working with. And Are sometimes I'm sorry, interrupted. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. I, I am very I had I I know I I think I had the Clueless soundtrack, which I think they were on. Yeah, they, they were the Clueless soundtrack. Yeah, that that was their thing. Very, very little. So this yeah. was this was a was a was an eye opening. I'd like to say I think one of the things that hurt this record is that there's 16 songs. I blame the <laughs> CD, but the CD era made it like, oh, we got 90 minutes, we got to fill it up. Heck yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes yeah, less yeah. is more. Yeah, that was one of the topics that I was going to bring up later, but maybe we just address this now. So the the 90s, the 90s, just because you can put 16 songs on a 90, yeah. 90 minute CD doesn't mean you should. No, no. And, I, and you know, what's funny is I don't have a, there's only a couple of songs on here that I would say absolutely you need to cut. But yeah. You don't have to fill all seventy-five minutes. It's not. It's not a requirement. And you know, leave the people wanting more. I think. And it would also. This is because of this podcast. This was one thing that drove me crazy. So we'll do like a Neil Young record, and it'll only have eight songs. And one of those songs will be really, really good. And it gets an eight. And then you're, you're listening to the Smoking Popes with sixteen songs. And you're listening to a song that's kind of all right, and it's got a twelve. You're like mixing them together. And I'm trying to rationalize this in my brain. Like, there's no way. And that's the thing is like this is this is sort of a kind of punk rock record I guess I you know the songs are a little too long to be punk rocker punk rock it's a little too croony but we don't I, I was surprised how angry this record made me when I actually listened to it again with with like a a critic's ear and I don't like doing that like I just want to sing along and you guys make me mad at my one of my favorite <laughs> records I hope you're I hope you're happy <laughs> um but now I know what I'm going to skip so that so thank you I guess our work is done <laughs> I ruined the record no 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 it's still it's still high on my list of records and yeah. I'll tell you why in a minute absolutely well let's let let's get into it then so we'll go track by track as a reminder, our scoring is based on the number of songs on the record. We just divulged uh, how many songs. Wayne, tell us again. Sweet 16. Too many songs. <laughs> Means our top songs are going to get 16 points. Next favorite, 15 on down to lowest score of one. So let's kick it off. Here is first track. This is Starstruck 1.
Peter, to your point of uh, some of these songs are punk rock length. Yeah. Yeah, this first song is just under two minutes long, but it's got a 40-second intro, uh, essentially, before he starts uh, really getting at it. So um, what do you guys have to say about Starstruck 1? Number one, I don't think this was the way to go to start. Uh, Number two, that dude needs to take a step back from the snare drum. He's hitting that thing way too hard. I love the drum for this record. What really happens is... It feels like when it starts to get interesting, like when the set, when the electric guitar comes in, because I love the, the acoustic guitar works great with his voice. Anyway, the, the electric guitar starts to come in and then it goes into don't be a pussy all your life. And I'm like, well, we're finally it's finally getting good and it's over. Yeah. Is it is it really its own song or is it just kind of an intro to the next song, the, the No More Smile song? I felt like it stood on its own. I like it as the beginning because I guess I was, I, I did, I came off the record before this and I wanted something loud and aggressive and I like the drums. I, I don't know if you guys are musicians, so I'm, I'm listening through just a, not a smart set of ears. And I, I, I liked the way it was. I, I, the end, don't be pussy all your life. Like, I, I think that's, I, I, I talked about, how like there aren't a lot of records where dudes get to be like dudes, you know, like, like dude breakup records. Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's like, man, just, just man up, just kind of be like a, like just go, go forward. And it, it's, it's the great beginning to what will be a very sad record. Like that, that guy's going to have his heart broken at the end of this record. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's get some scores. Wayne, what you got? I gave it a nine, which is kind of middle of the road, but it's not because I didn't like it. It's just because I, I felt like when it just got interesting, they, they stopped. Okay. And Peter, your score. I see, I, see, I like that. Like, I like the fact that they stopped there. I gave it a 10. Okay. And Wayne, I'm matching your nine. Uh, leads us to the next song, which is No More Smiles. Or should we call it Starstruck 2? because it's really a continuation. So, so Peter, to your point of the uh, the the self-deprecating, um, some self-deprecating lines in this, right? I, I absolutely. I, I, the line that confused me, and I like so much, it, it was it must have been the change. It must have been during the changing of the times, and I didn't realize how Shakespearean some of his lyrics were. And I wrote the the, the last three. Uh, he he just says uh, no more smiles from now on. Now they're all gone. Like three times, and it's just lazy songwriting. Like I I gave. Well, I'll tell you what I gave this in a minute. But uh, um, I, I I like this. It's not my favorite song on the record. But I I like the way it transitions from the first song into the next song. Like as a fan, like I I was like yes, I'm on board with this. 
Yeah, and but even with him doing the 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 chorus multiple times, he does say the the line um they are all gone. He he does kind of do some variations of that. Yeah, he, that's yeah. Like, like he he kind of switches stuff around. Yeah, but I, I'm I, I'm okay with this as being a second track, especially considering the first song was so short. You know, right. it's it it's going to bring me into my journey into the record. So I'm solid. Okay, Wayne, anything on this? Uh, I think they should have cut that out and started here. Um, musically it's, and I'm going to say this a few times and it's not any disrespect to them, but this has a, a lot of these songs and this one in particular sounds very green day, like green day could be the backing band. Um, but this time his, his crooner type delivery doesn't like help the song as much and his lyrics, cause some of his stuff and I'll gush on it later is brilliant. This was pretty bland. Yeah. I, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, if you, I could say Billy Joe Armstrong or even Joel Madden could have probably could have made this a, a bit of a better song. He holds it back with the, with, with his delivery, which and sometimes it's absolutely perfect and it's unique and it's different. And then this time he, he's trying to do a punk rock song and it's not working. I, I think the next song, I don't know if you guys know the whole story. We're going to discover why <laughs> like he's holding back. So well, let's let's get some scores and then we can talk about next song and you can yeah, give yeah. it some some history. So, uh, what you got, Wayne? I gave it an eight. I, I still okay. liked it. Okay. And then uh, Peter, uh, uh, it's a seven for me. Okay. And this is my eleven. So okay. Wow. Uh, um, wow. Right. Angry, angry, angry. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, there are no wrong answers. Like, like, there are no wrong answers. That's not true. That's not true. All right, next song is I Know You Love Me. Um, there was a video for this one. Was this was this a considered a single? I, I think this was the single off the record, but yeah. uh, I, I I'm, I'm sure you guys figured this out. Um, Joss Caterer, I'm only now getting his name correct. Um, became born again during this whole recording of this record, and this was his way of sneaking in a Jesus song onto the record, and and it's done beautifully. Like if you. Because it sounds like a love song, but it's a love uh, song for Jesus. And I'm not even like a Jesus dude. Like, you know, if you're a Jesus dude, knock yourself out. That's cool. Uh, but I'm not. And, and I didn't know this going in. And, and it only made me respect this a little bit more. I I, 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 I dig it. It's not my favorite song on the record. But I, I love the fact that he wrote this tongue-in-cheek thing about God. You know, 
Good. Uh, yeah. Good wow. yeah, yeah. I get, I agree because he snuck one past me. Because usually yeah. when you get overly religious, you're gonna lose me. And I actually liked it. I know, and I'm looking at it as you're talking, and now I absolutely yeah. get it. But it it's it caught me. Like I say, he cranks up his vocals a little bit, and he kind of keeps up with the music a little better. And then it has a really big hooky chorus that you can't, you just can't deny. And then I like that the lyrics, when you read them, at least without that connotation, they kind of have a more depressing feel. But yet the music is so up tempo and and fun that it, I like that that contrast. But now I found out that he's, it's all for Jesus, and I'm upset again. I'm sorry. It might be like one of the most punk rock things on the record. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, but like in the sense that he he just he just putting out there, man. Like, and and he believes what he believes, and he had this chance to to sing about something he was passionate about and sneak it behind the censors. And quite frankly, from what I read behind the backs of his band, which is sort of a sneaky asshole thing to do. Are uh, both of them his brother? His yeah, brother? Yeah, I'm sure they were aware, but I, 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 I love it. And when you see them live, he usually sings an acapella, just him on a stage, which is, again, I'm not Jesus guy. Like I'm the opposite spec, uh, end of this. And, and but I, I love when he does it, and I love the fact that he believes what he believes. He's the musical director of a church in Chicago now, so he's wearing like his heart in his sleeve for the first time as a believer. Which, again, I want to make it perfectly clear, I'm not a believer, <laughs> <laughs> not a believer, but I respect what he's doing on this song. So, like, good for yeah. him. Well, I'm smiling from ear to ear right now because usually. Usually Wayne uncovers all of these kind of lyrical things, and uh, yeah. they, they and get, I'm looking at it too, and I I just I can't even believe it got they, they get past me. My my note here says, "Is this a Jesus it's song?" Absolutely, a Jesus song. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing the John Bender hands in the air right now, because um, yeah, I got one. I'm just a smoking Bob's geek. I probably would have thought it was a love song, also, but it's it's it's. You know, and good for him, you know, because there there was a while when the Smoking Bubs didn't record and he went through, like I, I said earlier, like he did a band called Duvall, which was sort of a, a Christian band. And it was really good. Like, like I know a little bit of the Bible. I grew up in that, that culture. And, and like it was beautifully written. It was a little cheesy, you know, of the time. But like he snuck this past everybody and he, he did what he believed in and he still does it. Like he's still like yeah. when you see them in live, like it's it's one of my favorite parts of the show because he's singing from the gut. He's like he's, you know, I, I think he's singing more of that than No More Smiles. Like, you know, and that's what I love about live music. That's what I love about music. Like he's he's witnessing he's doing what he does because he believes in it. And that makes me incredibly happy. Right. I don't agree with it, but it makes me happy. Yeah. And just so you know, you can be a believer and like rock and roll. No, I, I, and, and he struggled with that. Like if you, if you read uh, like interviews with him, like he, he quit smoking post because he didn't think he could do those two things. Yeah. And what, one of the, the best articles I read with him was he, he threw away a good chunk of his record collection, but he couldn't bring himself to throw away his Elvis Costello records and his Will and Nelson records. And I mean, that shows you where he's coming from. Right. And, and that's where he went. I can do the smoking popes and still believe in what I believe in. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm down. Absolutely. I dig this song. 
Um, I'm giving this my 15. Peter, what you got on this? Uh, I gave it, it's my ninth. And then Wayne? I I feel like I'm wandering down a darkened road. I gave it a 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next song, You Spoke to Me. So knowing the background of Josh leaving the band and music industry for a time because of the finding religion, um, my notes here are, is this also a Jesus <laughs> song? Is there, is there some d- double meaning here for, for this song? Cause I, th- no. I feel like this is probably Christian rock. If there ever was a Christian rock song. Um, and I'll just go with the lyrics, though. I think the the lyrics, if you listen to the story and the lyrics, it's a it seems like he he's talking about some band or artist that that you know is that that band or artist that pulls you out of that yeah. dark place when you're a kid. I don't I don't think it has. I don't think Jesus is pulling him out. I think rock and roll. It could even be Elton John because isn't there that song "Someone Saved My Life Tonight"? Oh, yeah. I feel like he Ooh, says right. that in a yeah. way, Sugar Bear. That it, it, yeah, he he says it in a way that makes it feel like it's important to what he's trying to say. And then of course the line about the, I love the new stuff too. is like his age when he would have been listening to Elton John. Yeah. Let's not hear um, what's that. I'm still standing. You want to hear my yellow big road. So, uh, but that's what that's, this was another one that I liked. I thought that he, his, this, his lyrics, even though it's a short story, it's very, it's very descriptive in what he wrote. This is one of the, the ones that, is lyrically very strong. I think I have an answer for you. And I can't remember if I read this or I just made it up in my head. You, you, I don't know if you guys get like that when you go through records and you go like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to that. Um, I think I read that this was about the band Jawbreaker. Okay. Which, which sounds about right. Like it sounds about the right time. And I, I know they ran in the same crowds. And the guy who produced this record also produced the Jawbreaker record. But I'm fairly certain I read that someplace. So... Um, you spoke to me is about a really, really super great band. Yeah. All right. Well, Wayne, to your point, I'm still standing is a great Elton John song. <laughs> you, you oh, should, oh, you, you are so. You, you should have gone here. You should I'm have gone with off. "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" is a horrible <laughs> song because that oh. that is a horrible Elton John song. So no, I'm st- I. You know what? There's the Dakita one, and I'm still standing. And yeah, that whole no, those are the good. only thing that's no, they're not. What what was good from there is every. Uh, that's why they and that's why they call it the blues. I that's guess that's song. why they call it the blues. That's one of his best songs. Did that's uh, that's that's a good song. Yeah. Did you I don't Nikita? think so. Nikita's a pretty solid. The girl was uh, really pretty. It was, yes, she was really yes, she pretty. was. Russian pretty girl. Yeah. And I'm still standing. It has him in between a bunch of uh, uh, girl, yeah, girls in bikinis, which obviously I'm sure Elton yeah, John loved that shoot. That's a muscle man, also. Uh, yeah, the, he had a he had he had a tough. There was the 80s weren't that great for Elton John. <laughs> a lot of cocaine. 
Yeah. Um, so how about the line of uh, going to a concert and the band doesn't play your favorite song? No, and that's so cool because uh, the one th- I mean, we've discussed this before. Some of our favorite bands, you get in so into them that your favorite song is not a big hit. It's not a single. It's not something that's going to get played live because you're you're that into them. You know them that well. So that that was another line that I thought was really that was really cool. I like the fact that he says, but I like the new stuff too, and I'm so right. glad I got to see you. I got that, that, that's, that's just it. I've been to that show, you know, and I, maybe it, it just like the geek in me, like, I don't want to hear the old songs. I can go home and listen to them. You know, I, I want to hear the new stuff. Cause I, I guess I, 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 I want them to enjoy the show and they're happier playing the new songs. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I love that song. It doesn't reflect on my score, but I, yeah. I love that song. Well, We've we've all gone to the concerts before where they don't play your favorite song, and I'm talking about you, Lily Hyatt. <laughs> Not once, but twice, Lily Hyatt. Okay, all right, uh, all right. Let's get some scores on this. Uh, you spoke to me, Wayne. What you got? I gave an eleven. Peter, I actually eleven also. All right, this is my eight. All right, next song is Paul. I almost went with, is this another Jesus song? <laughs> but, but I, I never thought about that. It could be, but it's, but it's not. No, it's I don't think there's I don't any way it is. It's funny though. The name Paul being referenced in a song always yeah. makes me think of Paul McCartney. So uh, it's not St. Paul. It's actually so Sir Paul. Paul Westerberg. Uh, yeah, I always, I don't know why I don't, I guess I just do. But I, this song was, I, I wanted this to be my favorite song. I love this song. I think this is, some of the his very best stuff like that thing the line about uh when the su- the sun is shining in hong kong because i'm assuming that when it's nighttime in chicago it's probably daytime in hong kong so when he's at he at night when he's asleep that mm. then that's where she is and the line about the chocolate mm. eyes melting into mine like how i mean that's a brown-eyed girl this is i mean he really does have a a gift for for some of this stuff I just love this song. Like I say, I love the fact that when he goes into it, he's he's got this whole, you know, kind of happy feel to it. You know, everything's, you know, right in the world. And then his name is Josh. So it's completely, that's just a tragic, sad chorus. When your name is Josh and she says, I love you, Paul, you're like, I just want to put a gun in my mouth. But he does it so well. It's just, this was, this is, I really wanted this to be my favorite song. I gave it my 15, but... I really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I liked it too. I like, I like the 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 lines of the only thing I found broken dreams and a heart that stuck to the ground, and with a smile. 
<laughs> I, just, I just dig it. I, I don't know. It's 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 cool. It's uh it's pre emo. Uh, so you know you gotta love it. I, I didn't really know the lyrics to this until you sent it to me, and I I uh, put a highlighter through, and, and uh, now everything I'm riding on is a bet, but I can't. Yeah. Win. Like it's so, uh, it's so yeah, sad. It's... Like like uh, he breaks my heart every time he writes this, and the the I love you, Paul. Like his name isn't Paul. Like <laughs> that's, that's it, it's it's the saddest yeah. thing. This is, and I'll, I'll tell you, this record isn't the saddest record of the Smoking Popes. Like that, there's uh, there's sadder stuff out there. So I, I uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I'm glad you sent me the lyrics because I'm not a huge fan of digging into the lyrics more than once. Like especially now in the, in the the age where you can't read liner notes, yeah. I, I kind of like the I, I these. This is what I think the lyrics are, and I haven't de- deconstructed this record ever. And uh, I, you made it better and worse. <laughs> I, I, hope I know. I, I hope you're happy. Uh, <laughs> story of my life. I, I started sending the lyrics to our guests because um, you know Wayne and I both kind of dig into the lyrics, and sometimes we catch catch our guests off guard because we start going down with the lyrics and they're like oh yeah yeah that was a nice line <laughs> so, it's, so it's like uh i'm just gonna start providing the lyrics and you know if you guys want to be the lyric people cool if not cool as well uh, I don't dude know. if she's not the answer i'm looking for then i'll never ask again yeah. oh my god has that guy's heart been broken enough it makes me want to cry yeah 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 it's great all right. So Wayne, you already said 15, yep. right? So this is my 14. And Peter, what you got? I got eight. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see. Wayne, we said we said no wrong answer. And I said that's not true. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. All right. Next song, Can't Find It. Peter, you like this song a little more than Wayne and I did. Uh, so, so what? What do you like? What do you like about this song? I love the opening line. It's hard being yourself. Uh, it's hard being yourself with somebody else. I practice a lot when I'm alone. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. Like, it's 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 such a like that dude is sad. You know, I've been that dude. Like, I, I want. I you you had said like a good component of Scott's a good conversation is awkward and I'm awkward at best. I'm good at this most of the time with a little bit of editing, but, but, uh, that guy is awkward as hell. And I love that. Like it, it, it's, and, and again, this is a dude breakup song. Like it, it's, you know, he can't find it. He wants, he keeps, he keeps going back to that girl, but he keeps he's like, I can't find it. Like I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I love you, but I'm finished. And I sometimes when you're a boy coming out of a relationship, 
you need these dude breakup songs to be empowered to not go crawling back to the wrong person. That I sounded angry at that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you just sound like somebody who's got their heart broken a couple times. We we get it. The line I, hi- I highlighted is, I'd come over tonight, but I can't get over you again. You know, it, it's like he's making good decisions. Like he, he's like, I, I want to come over, but I, I can't do this. It's exhausting. Or, or maybe he's having the self-realization that he's like, you know, maybe I need to like break that pattern. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I can't find it. I, I don't know why I was spending so much time with you. And yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wayne, anything before we get some scores? It has an old time rock and roll feel to it. And then, but I guess ultimately what it killed it for me was it feels like it's go, it wants to go somewhere. And then the chorus is incredibly unfulfilling. And it, it, so it gives it this, this effect like it never gets, it never goes anywhere. It never gets anywhere. Angry. All right. Well, let's, 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 <laughs> let's get some scores. Peter, what you got? I gave it a 12. All right. And this is my six and Wayne. Five. All right, and next song, Capital Christine. We are all over the place with our scores for this song. Um, so they pick up the speed on this song after a couple you know, more lower tempo songs. Uh, there is a lot of variation in this song. I like the drumming and the guitar work on this song. When they do the gone, gone part as the band towards the end of the song, I feel like that's a little fun, which is probably why I like this song a little more than you guys, because Peter, you, you keep, going back to it's a it's a breakup record uh this is probably one of those songs that i kind of feel are it's more of a happier song maybe that's why i like it a little more than you do (laughs) so so wayne what do you got because you're 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 right in between peter and my scores um and i can't explain that it felt it reminded me of somebody and i could never really put myself i could never really figure out who um but I thought it got overly repetitive and this time his sad sack thing didn't work for me, but I really did. I, as far as the guitar solo in this one, I really did like, this was probably my favorite guitar solo. And it's got this really cool, like slide thing at the end where it kind of runs along the strings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I love the line though. The the capital Christine idea, that whole, that line in by itself. I did. I thought that was clever. But the rest of it, he, he just kind of went over it again and again. And, and it did remind me of somebody, and I could just never figure out who. Okay. So um, is this where we get some scores and um, we can make fun of one another? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so so I'll start. Uh, this is my 10. Wayne? 
Uh, six. And then Peter? I gave it a 12. Okay. <laughs> We're close. We're right. in the ballpark. No, no, no. I didn't give it a 12. No, no, no. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. I'm like, yeah. no. No, no, no. No. I, I, no, no, no. I gave it a one. Like, uh, like this is my really? favorite song on the record, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, oh. it made me angry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, and I like it. Like, like there are no bad songs on this record, but you guys agree. made me disintegrate. Like, like, like pick up and and uh, chop up my favorite records. One of my favorite records, and and I this one made me mad, I, and I don't know why. I think, and I like the Capital Christine thing. It's because it's happy. That's why. <laughs> yeah. you, that's why you hate it. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's what's the line I, I wrote? Um. Uh, I, I know you done wrong, but lady, you're as much to blame. I'm in no mood for games. Please stop screaming my name. Emo. That's that's absolutely yeah, out emo. of his time. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's um, like he was on the things like way before anybody else. I I I don't know. Like I I, I usually skip that song. Yeah. So and I've listened to it twice today. <laughs> Just trying to get get pumped up for this. Right. All right. So um, let's move on before I'm gone. helped this song uh brevity i felt like the <laughs> last minute and a, and a half of this song was just kind of regurgitation the first minute and a half and it i didn't i don't know i just didn't feel like it needed to be repeated there you go there's 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 my analysis <laughs> in, in the a if, if you if this would have been it if this would have been a two minute long song i pro it probably would have been one of my top it songs. probably was like at some point but some record producer went you know we need to put a 16 song on this record <laughs> right uh wayne what do you got on this one i really like this song i love i i love the way it starts with the drums by themselves and then the guitar kicks in um, really kind of all la like, like something cheap trick would have done. Even, um, I even, yeah. uh, kiss I know I've done. I mean, it had a real classic feel to it. And then I just, every time that guitar comes in after the drums, I really, I got excited every time. Like I really enjoyed. And I, I do think this time the simplicity is key to the whole thing. Like it is, pictures of this girl. I mean, they slow down his days and then they speed up his heart. And so he's got this whole, he's in love with this girl and she's, she's everything to him. She makes his heart beat faster. She makes the days seem longer. It's, and then, so to repeat that and to keep it simple in this, in, in this instance, I thought really worked, especially with this really, like I say, musically, it's really exciting. It starts out really cool and just really got me ramped up every time it came on. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I, 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 well, no, no. I, I um, um, I never listened to this song like a lot, and I, I think 
I wrote down it might be about masturbating. <laughs> that um, could explain why I love it so much, but no, I, no, no, like me too. Now I'm gonna listen to it again. Like I, I'm a fan uh, of masturbating, not this song. Uh, I, I, I like speeds up my day, slows down my nights. Like I, like that. That sounds like holding up a picture of my favorite porn star at some point in the '80s or '90s to me. And, and I never looked at it until I started disintegrating, uh, dissecting. Thank you. Been drinking dissecting these songs so maybe it's about um uh masturbating with the photo in your hand sorry all right and that's why it would be wayne one of wayne's higher songs yeah it's all (laughs) starting to come together i'm not gonna lie yeah i I could be wrong you know it could be the sweetest song just about about having a picture of someone you find endearing there you go but i went i went dark sorry it's okay. It's all, it's all it good. It's all good. It's so it's emo it's, to go dark. All right. It's, it's what I do. I'm not an emo dude. I'm very happy. <laughs> all right. Let's <laughs> let's get some scores. Peter, what do you got? I give it a two. Wayne. Fourteen. Jeez. <laughs> and and uh, I've got wow. and, and I've and this is my five. So yeah. this, this is where I finally I finally own up to uh, what Wayne has been saying. Um, yeah, there are some wrong answers. <laughs> 14. Right. Come on. Oh, all right. Next song is Megan. Okay. And looking at the scores across the board, we uh, we like this song, and and it's it's a little different than what what we've heard for the the previous eight songs. Who who is Megan? Anyone have any any dirt on who Megan yeah. is? No, I don't know. Yeah, no, safe yeah. to say I, that half of the musicians out there started to play their instruments so that they could pick up chicks. Oh, half. I think it's one hundred percent. I mean. This isn't Allison or or even Sherry or Jenny or Lola, but Layla. But uh, yeah, the, just it starts out great. Butter on a summer day. I mean, great yeah, line. that's great. Line. Amazing yeah, line. In fact, it's so good. You get to use that one twice. No one's going to even fault you for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, just the, the first sequence, uh, the first verse with the train. And then the, and then that in that in the second verse has a much more of like a high school, you know, hall you know stairwell feel to it and then he goes back to the train reference uh it just i thought this was i can say the only thing it just sounded like he should have used a different name like megan i know in the 90s was a very popular name but i feel like it just didn't that was the one thing is that it didn't roll off the tongue quite as well as it could but everything else is is really is great this song so what should he have used? I, yeah i'm not hey, clearly from all the hits i who's, from all the hits i've written i'm gonna you know who's who's your muse wayne who's your muse that we need to put that put their name in here oh that's only gonna get me in trouble so i'm gonna re, i'm gonna decline to answer that question i know i'm gonna abstain as well because there's a few i could i could say yeah here all right go. uh people 
Pete, Peter, anything on this song? This song might be perfect. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And this is one of those songs when he became a Christian, he, he vowed he was never going to sing again. Oh. Because, because it's about reincarnation, supposedly. I, I, I was heartbroken when I found out that because I was going to see them anytime they came through town. And I think I've seen him sing it again. I, I, I love it. it it's, I, I love the fact that it's kind of a weird surprise ending at the end. You know, he's just like talking to somebody at the bar, yeah. you know, and uh, it, I, it's perfect. It's a story song. You know, he's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's Shakespearean to me. Like, I, I love this song. So you're saying the band didn't play your favorite song. What yeah, saying. yeah, like for a little while, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't remember because I've seen them a number of times. Anytime they come through town, I make a point of going to see them. Yeah. And uh, I think I've seen them play this song, and maybe in my imagination, because to me, pure it, imagination, it's, it's perfectly written. Yeah, it, it's it's perfectly written. Like it's 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 high on my list of favorite songs on this record, favorite songs of all time. Yeah. All right, let's get some scores. This is my fave, Peter. Uh, I gave it a 15. Wayne? 12. Spoiler alert, this is our top song. (laughs) Um, Next song, Let's Hear It For Love. with all these let's hear it lines they didn't once let slip in let's hear it for the boy (laughs) (laughs) because that's a terrible song yeah it's a horrible horrible song horrible song song. um all right what do you guys have on let's hear it for love i love it it's dripping with sarcasm it's got this huge (laughs) this great big single you know chorus to it and it's absolutely completely sarcastic lines that I, I thought were some of this. It's almost like an anthem and it is one of my newly, my, the newest song to be added to my favorite songs list. Oh, wow. I, I, I love the fact that, that you get this, like it, 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 it's one of my lowest songs on, on this thing, but I like it. Like, because he's really good at writing, I wrote silly on here, like 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 literally, like I wrote silly, but I highlighted a bunch of lines. Let's hear it for letting somebody totally ruin your life. Like, uh, let's hear apology before it's too late. Let's even hear some cigarettes. of the, yeah. yeah, well, even like the bucket seat line has a very yeah, that's, like it's, it's about doing it in a car. Yeah, it's, it's like, but he, but he, yeah, and then like I say, I loved, I loved the the cigarette lines too, baby. You were great. Yeah. Like I say those, those, but I mean you when you go through the whole thing and the poison tears and let's hear it, you know, let's hear it for waiting and let's hear it for big mistakes. It just was yeah, so, they, it just was so sarcastic. I just absolutely loved it because I could see a whole generation of kids not getting that. They're like just singing this. Let's hear it for love. Let's hear it for love. No, let's hear it. Cause love fucking sucks. No, it's terrible. Like it, that's just it. it it's he, he's being snarky. 
at best. Yeah, I, I, I wish I gave this a higher score now. You've turned me around on this. <laughs> well, you didn't change my score. So this is one of my least favorite songs on the record. This is my two. Uh, you're my two. I know. Thank you. Wayne, what do you got? 16, favorite song. Favorite song. All right. Peter, I, I, what do you gave, got? I gave it a three. Okay. You haven't seen but I, but I think I think I might be wrong on this. Like I, I, I think I might have should put it higher. So Hey, we so. have scorers remorse all the time. So <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I, I listened to Octoon Baby. Like you guys were all over scorers remorse on that. Ten, uh, ten, ten. Ten asterisk. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. that was brutal. That was hard. All right. Uh, next song. Pure imagination. I'm just going to get this out of the way uh, before you guys crucify me on this. Um, this is the Willy Wonka song. I hate this version. I hate this version. You're wrong. You're I know. Wrong. I know. I know. I know this song is supposed to be about wonder and about eating candy. And I recognize the tongue and cheekiness of doing this, this, this version, but I just, I, I didn't like it. Oh, wow, um, we are on. I can't believe we're on the same page. I don't think it should have been done. <laughs> I don't, and I, I'll be the first to. I don't like Willy Wonka. I don't like the movie. I didn't. I get. I can understand at least why it's like a cinematic marvel, and everybody talks about it. But I think it's creepy, and I never liked it. And I didn't like. I mean, and I, 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 I love Gene Wilder. I thought his he's one of the best actors of his generation, but I never liked that role. I didn't like anything about that movie. I thought the whole pretext. So you was didn't insane. like the Johnny Depp version, did you? I didn't even see it. I don't even like. I only had to watch the Gene Wilder version because there was there was no cable. There's no internet. Like this is on. You got to watch right. it, and it's on. So I was forced to do that. But I didn't think they should have done this. I and I wanted to make it my lowest score, but the ending of this record gets gets weak. And <laughs> okay, so yeah. it, it gets my two. I, I'm I'm gonna be the guy who goes. I I, I like this. I think it takes <laughs> balls to cover this song. Like, I re, I remember uh, watching this song in my tw- watching this movie in my twenties and going, someone should cover this. Yeah. And I I have this theory about sometimes you should not cover a song. But I think they pulled it off. I think they did it in their own style. I, I, um, I it, it makes me happy. And when I play it for people, ninety nine percent of the time it makes them happy. I, I'm I'm a fan. Like I, I'm okay with them. Like, and they do great covers. Look up their covers, like on the internet, like someplace. Like they do good covers, and this one is 
pretty true to form as far as they nailed it. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I, yeah, this is my lowest. It's okay. You're wrong, but, but I know, you know I know, <laughs> I know it's, it's all good. It's all good. But what, what, what was, what was your score, Peter? I gave it a 13. Okay. And Wayne, <laughs> Jesus. I gave it a two. This is a, <laughs> I hated this. All right. <laughs> all right. Next song. I was right. Okay, so now we're back to more up-tempo song. Lyrics to the chorus, I wrote down genius. Let me find it. I always thought that I would die if you ever told me goodbye, but it wasn't until tonight. Tonight, uh, I found I out I was, I was right. right. Yeah, yeah. Now I wrote my notes say the chorus not only saves this song, it elevates it. It just the concept in and of itself is that, you know, that I, I always believed that, you know, you leaving me would be the death of me. And turns out I was right. Um, you got to find out the hard way. Uh, yeah, this, the core, this is all about the chorus. My score is 100% the chorus. The, the, the stuff they do with the guitar, the little single notes that come out, out of the chorus are really cool too. But yeah, the chorus mm-hmm. saves, just not only saves it, but elevates the song. Yeah. Agreed. I like the the middle where he says, uh, but I'm not the boy that you destroyed. I'm stronger than he was. Uh, I had to survive. It's like a declaration of independence. It's a dude breakup record. Like it's, it's, he's it's like, <laughs> ah, I'm okay, but I might die. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it still sucks to break up. This, this record's so all over the place when it comes to like love and, and where the character that's singing is coming from. And I guess that's that's why I, like this this I don't know my life is pretty simple now and like I, I got a good person beside me but sometimes like I'll listen to this and I still feel those angst I feel still feel that desperation you know that 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 sadness of having someone like leave you yeah. and uh, this this was high on my list of of uh, great records that's why I chose it yeah there we go let's get some scores Wayne ten Peter I get a six. And this is my 13. And that leads us to They Lied. So 54 second song 
could be a demo or is it just one of those stupid short intros that were really popular in the nineties? Yeah, I didn't, I, what killed this for me is I didn't, I thought these, this and the next song were the same song. And I was yeah. always, and I always thought, man, this song s- starts out horribly and really gets, <laughs> really picks up. Turns turns out I noticed, I, I found out today when I was kind of going through it track by track, writing my notes that uh, it's its own song right. and it's, the, it's the terrible part all by itself. I think I read someplace that this is about uh, the contract that he signed with the record company. Oh, and I, I, I like it because it's a fuck you, excuse me, to the, to the record company and to put a fuck you to the record company on the record that they're putting out is really ballsy and cool. And when you, you, you peel it apart, like it's, you know, they lied about what they wanted to me from me. I, 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 it's not my favorite song on the record by any means. Like it, it falls more towards the bottom. But but I love the fact that that they had the balls to do it. Yeah, yeah. and and it's funny is when I was listening to it, I thought the same thing. I feel like this has something to do with either the music industry or the record label in specific. But what kill what what hurts it for me is the busyness of the the beginning with the muted acoustic guitar and yeah, then yeah. the percussion. I don't think it's a maraca, but it's some sort of percussion. And then this moany muted, you know, this moany effect on the electric guitar. It just it's it just was just too busy. It was just like, especially most of this song has been pretty straight up rock and roll. And I don't know if they were trying to be clever or arty or whatever, but it just didn't, it didn't work. And then, and then I say, I thought it was the bad intro the bad beginning of an, of a song. I actually liked pretty, pretty well. When I, I started like looking at the lyrics, it, it continues on. in one of the, the next song. Yeah. Uh, it continues on about the, the music industry and like at this point i think joss had probably written and again i i'm just going off what i believe uh joss had written a bunch of songs and then he came back and wrote songs from the point of view of someone who's thinking about quitting the band and being disillusioned with with the entire process the they went on tour with morrissey and apparently he he saw morrissey and is like well that dude is just morrissey you know, and, and he's depressed and sad and a rock star and got all the money in the world, but not happy at all. And he and he found Jesus and went, well, I'm going to go this way. And I think this might be a something that came out of that. I could yeah. be wrong, though. Yeah. yeah. I kept waiting for him to, to, to start singing Joe Lies when he cries. <laughs> Joe Lies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll see if our listeners get that reference. All right, I get uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, uh, what do we got for they lied? Uh, Wayne, your score. I gave it a seven. Like sonically, I really like it. I think that they have so many big choruses that when it's missing, it it makes it sound less interesting. But I definitely like whether it's the music industry or the the generation. The whole your time is over, old man. We're we're about to take we're about to take this in a new direction. Is always is always fun. So so you're still messing up those two songs. So, um, we were talking about, they lied your score. for. I thought we finished that. I thought we already skipped past that. And at times done with that. Are are, are we end at time? Yes. No, no. Are we talking about your podcast, dude? Like I got, are we on end of our time? I thought we gave scores. uh, uh, Okay, we okay. This record is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. All let's right. do end of your time. What okay. Wayne, you already said seven. Peter, uh, I gave the, the one before this five and this one four. End of your time, four. Just all in right. case. 
and okay. they lied was three for me and end of your time was four see i'm good for about 12 songs you get past 12 songs and i'm a little loopy i mean it's it's 10 30 freaking it's it's bedtime for me man all right wow. um all right. Uh, we're almost done, kids. We're, we're almost okay. done. We're almost there. Yeah. We're home stretch. Home stretch. We're, we're getting right. better. It's all good from here, I think. Next song, Pretty Pathetic. Oh, goodness. Peter, get us started on this. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, guys. Like, it, it, it's it, it's every guy who's ever broke up with a girl. Like, it, it, it's... It, it, I, I had a special evening all planned out, desperately determined to reignite some spark between us. Uh, he, he goes on and says... Uh, uh, <laughs> and he talk about, like, does she love him? And he says, unless he was lying all that time, but I don't think so. I really don't think so. He's trying to convince himself maybe she doesn't... Maybe she does love him. And uh, he says... Uh, when. He made her feel. He made, she made him feel cool. Oh my god! And then he refers to the, the breakup as the ugliest night. Oh, it, it breaks. It kills me when I hear this song. I've been that dude. Like I've been pretty pathetic. I hope you guys haven't. You guys seem cool. No, wow. we, we don't do it. <laughs> I hate to. I hate to break it to you, Peter. <laughs> and and the 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 line in there where. Uh, how am I supposed to take it when she said, this is something I'm going through. It's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> oh God. Is, do, 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 do the women you know folk, do they I'm have gonna... like a textbook somewhere where they're like, these are some uh, of the lines you should use the friend zone. This is something yeah. I'm going through. It's got nothing to do with you. Like yeah. that's, I will say that, that that playbook. If we, if we ever get a hold of the PDF of that, this thing, this game is over. Uh, you know what? You know what gets me is the very end of the song. He's talking to this person. It's the first time, like in a bar. I see him in a bar, and they're both drinking. And the, the person sitting to the right or left of him probably like doesn't really. It's not really listening, but he's pouring his heart out. And the last the last couple of lines is, uh, I, "I hope I haven't put you off. I have a tendency to do that. Why don't I just keep quiet?" Like he's. It's all back. Like he's having this. Like I'm pouring myself out, and then all of a sudden he's worth nothing again. Yeah, it, it it breaks my heart. It's perfectly written. It's beautiful and sad. I'm going to throw my notes out because what I think happened is uh, that it probably cut too close to the bone, and so I gave it a three. <laughs> because, oh, but I and I and I even remark. I like I say I love this. It's hard to pull off this linear, so where you don't repeat anything. There's not really a verse or a chorus. It's one big long narrative. And so I wanted to give him extra points for that, but I think maybe he just touched a nerve. Now that I'm, now, now that we're discussing <laughs> it, I think maybe that might be what happened. But I did give it a three. It's too late now. When you see him live, he does that. I, I, uh, I uh, miss what we had. I need you so badly. 
That's my that, that was my favorite absolute favorite part. Wrote oh, right down in my, my notes. God, it breaks my heart. Yeah. The only line that repeats and it is it's just yeah, it's all in that line right there. Yeah. yeah. I must have sounded pretty pathetic. That's why I don't blame her for what she said. Like this dude's down on himself, man. Like, I don't want to hug this guy. Like I, I just want to, like it's gonna be okay, baby. You're gonna be all right. She's not worth it, probably. She probably was though. That's what led him to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, so this is Wayne's three, Peter. Uh, I gave it. It's, I think it's my top song. It's a sixteen. Yeah. This is my yeah. twelve. All right. Let's wrap this up. This is follow the sound. And, um, and you guys are like opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> uh, Sorry, you hate this. <laughs> who wants to go first? The person who likes the song or the person who doesn't like the song? Uh, who wants uh, to go I'll first? go first because you're okay. not going to change my mind on this one. Okay. This was the third song uh, that played after I, be- I got married. Um, I love this song. That that guitar slide. Like I... I, I the only bad line on this is maybe you'll wind up Chinese and I'll be blonde. <laughs> Besides, but, but again, it's snarky and it's sarcasm. And I, I love the fact that, that this guy or myself believes like there are two people who are probably meant for each other forever and might meet each other in some other plane somewhere and in we're maggot food i'm very aware of this but i i'm 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 spiritual enough to hope that maybe i'll meet my wife someplace after all this chaos and i i love this and my wife and i fought a little bit about having this on our playlist uh, for our wedding and i snuck it in there anyway because i just love this song so much i i it's perfect it it goes back to this sounds like a song that i've heard already like I, I love those kind of harkens back to an old song or, or something Sinatra would have sang or, or Tony Bennett or and I think he kills it on this. Like I, it's but it's not my favorite song on the record, <laughs> even though it was played at my wedding. So, almost, almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. Yeah, Wayne. Counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, it's clunky, and that Hawaiian guitar effect is I don't know, by, by a ukulele. Um, musically it's unlike anything else. And so I guess it didn't fit. Uh, I don't have as strong feelings as, as to not like it as he does to like it, which always makes me feel bad. And, um, and and I feel with my luck, I'm going to come across my first wife in my next life. That's my, that's what's probably going to happen to me. Uh, Good luck, man. I hope you find it, man. Uh, You know, you you clearly don't know my first wife. (laughs) I hope she's listening. (laughs) (laughs) You don't scare me no more. <laughs> Good. No more. You're the, you're the man. No more. <laughs> yeah, no more. All right. Um, so this is Wayne's least. Peter. It's your least favorite song? Yeah. I'm so mad at you. We can't See, I, I even tried to buffer it. I even tried to buffer it by saying that instead oh. of making Wayne say it. So. I'm so glad you didn't come to my wedding. You would have been angry. 
Uh, <laughs> we, we came down, you know, we came down the aisle to uh, uh, Laid by James. So does that make it any better? Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Absolutely the, perfect. Nailed that. Um, I, I gave it a 14. So it's, it's, uh, it's uh, my uh, uh, third favorite. <laughs> <All> <laughs> but I, I just I, realized sure. with all these huge scores and all this, I if you ask me, what, I, thank God he said what the number one song is because I, I wouldn't have any idea. Well, we'll 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 go through it. So I didn't get, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. go through it. Sorry, I messed up your podcast. <laughs> no, 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 you not can't. At all. That's impossible. We do this for free. You can't mess it up. <laughs> uh, this was my seven, so mm. I'm right in the middle of of your guys's uh, little little feud there. Little war. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so this is the point where I say, did we cover everything? Did we miss anything? As far as I know, like, <laughs> I think you guys nailed it. Yeah, uh, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong about this, but yes. All right, so so based off of scores, let's go through top five. I already, I already uh, said Megan is our number one. So any guesses for number two? I throw my notes on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusted I, with Wayne. Yeah. Um, let's happen. hear it for love. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, uh, hey, let's hear it for love. Did not make it into uh, I was, the top five. I was the five. only one that was big on that. Uh, yeah, you were the only one. Let me just throw it out here. All right, so Paul and I know you love me. We're tied for uh, our second spot with an yeah. average score of twelve point three three. Uh, we've got pretty pathetic. With the average score of ten point three three, that's our number four, and nice. number five is you spoke to me with an average score of ten, and we had just just outside of the top five was I was right at nine point six six in Starstruck one at nine point three three. So cool. there's our top five. I've learned this record is too damn long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What what songs what should have been cut? Well, don't ask me because <laughs> I would cut two of his favorite songs. So, they lied in end of your time. I think that was Capital Christine. Probably could have been cut. Uh, I think they lied. Like I, I like because I know the story behind it, or at least the story that I I, I think I've read. Yeah. Um, like I, I like I like a kind of a F you to the record industry. I think that's hilarious to say it on the record they're paying for. Right. Um, um let's hear it for love. Like I'm not I'm not a fan. You know, ultimately, like I think I, I gotta go back and listen to their first record, uh Born to Quit Again. I think I might like that record more. I think I just like this record because it was their second record, and to me it was it was such kind of a like they 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 hit it out of the park on a sophomore record, which most people don't yeah. do. Yeah. The producer is a really good dude too. I, like I looked up his the producer, and he died like super young. Like he died like in in uh, like two thousand eight at like thirty nine. He he had uh, uh, produced some Green Day records, and he produced like a bunch of people. And it was unfortunately he left us. So. Oh, it's too bad. Like, I I think that was the drum sound you were talking about earlier. Like was one the uh, he produced a bunch of Blink One Eighty Two records. And they they had said he nailed the drums, and they referred to him as the the fourth member of Link One Eighty Two. Oh, fourth member, okay. fourth member, something like that. Well, Peter, this was fun. 
Okay, I hope so. I'm sorry. No, it was. It was, yeah. absolutely. So to remind our listeners where they can find all the happenings of uh, Scotch and Good Conversation. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. ScotchGoodConversation.com is a pretty good way to find out uh, like pretty much everything. And we've got another podcast called Dinner and Good Conversation, which is a lot like Scotch and Good Conversation. Oh, my wife is involved, and we chew on the mic. Uh, we, we, we chew food on the microphone. It's a dumb idea, <laughs> yeah. but so far, like it's, it's got a lot of traction. We're having fun. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just stoked to be able to talk to people and have a good time. And, and yeah. the, the podcast is getting, I hate to use the word bigger, but, but bigger, I guess I don't, I don't want it to be bigger. I kind of like my small little podcast tomorrow. My interview with uh, Tommy Stinson from the replacements comes out. Yeah. And I'm stoked about that and terrified about the way I, I edit it. <laughs> it's very short. It's way shorter than a normal Scott's a Good Conversation yeah. podcast. Um, and we got a bunch of big things in the works. And I, you guys are, are doing the uh, good work here, man. Like I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank, thank you, you very much for having us. Absolutely. Oh, I'm a fan yeah. as well. So um, I lift this question from a fellow podcaster here in Orlando <laughs> who, 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 who does the Scotching Good Conversation podcast. So, uh, yeah. So who do you know that I don't know that uh, should join us on this podcast to revisit one of their favorite records? You know who would be really good on this? And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mention it to him is uh, Dan Dennis from A Meteor for Time with Tom and Dan. Yeah. Um, okay. He's he's a music guy through and through. He's a musician. He can talk. He'll if you guys think you know about music, Dan knows more about music. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who who. Uh, um, I think yeah, that, I'll top of my list. Top of my list, Dan, because because he 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 lives and breathes music as much as you guys do. Yeah. And, and he's just cool. Like and like he's he, they're they're sort of the kings of the local podcast scene. They so, are the kings. Yeah. yeah they are. Yeah, they are the kings here. Cool. Um, all right. So as a reminder, you can find all of our happenings on our Facebook page for the Records Revisited podcast. Find us at recordsrevisitedpodcast.com for all of our old episodes. Of course, you can find us on all of the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. We're on Twitter, at Podcast Records, on Instagram, just find us records revisit podcast and on all those platforms, please go subscribe and rate or review us. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts, go to a live show, buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record, visit a record store and not just on record store day. We are records revisit and we are out. Oh. out.